Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Lisa Rinna discussed her daughter's relationship with Scott Disick, and it is a lot to take in. We're sadly not going to get a reboot of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide on Nickelodeon. And we've got so much advice to give with another amazing installment of DM911. It's May 21st, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen Laconte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So Stephen, I woke up today, there's something in the air. One, there's a lot of crows around my home and it makes me nervous. So if you hear them, I don't know what to tell you, but they're here. That's ominous. Maybe they're here. Because they also want to listen to me listening to Olivia Rodrigo's new album, (laughs) Sour on Repeat, all day. (laughs) That could be. Everyone online is completely losing it over this album. People are calling it Hot Sad Girl Summer. What's the deal here? That's what I was going to say because, so I haven't, um, I haven't listened to the whole album yet, but people have been posting pictures of like representing their emotions and there's a lot of crying. And so I'm really nervous, but like, it's still hot girl summer. So it's just a hot girl summer, but also we're in our emotions. (laughs) I am so excited to listen to this album. I'm really, I need to get into my feelings and I feel Uh like Olivia's going to get me there. Exactly. (laughs) Well, let's start out with a match made in reality TV hell. Perhaps at least if you're Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Lisa Rinna, who recently addressed her 19-year-old daughter Amelia Hamlin's relationship with 37-year-old Scott Disick of Keeping Up With The Kardashians fame, of course. In case you haven't heard by now, Hamlin and Disick became Instagram official back in February, shortly after Scott and his previous girlfriend, Sophia Ritchie, reportedly ended things after three years together. So... On an episode of Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen earlier this week, Rinna was asked about her initial reaction to Amelia dating Scott. And, well, uh, listen for yourself. Rinna, what was your first reaction when you found out that your daughter was dating uh, Scott Disick? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Have you talked to Kris Jenner about it? I have not. I have met him now. Yo, you have met him. I just met him, yes. And thoughts? Well, very, you know, uh, very similar to what you 
thought when you met him. He's he's more handsome in person and he was very nice. We had a very nice we had a very nice time. He met Harry and there you go. Wow. There it is. It is what it is, guys. It is what it is. There's just oh, so much to unpack. <laughs> That's my reaction. Lisa Ritter's laughter is my reaction. Oh, okay, for people who do not watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you know, and you might not know Lisa Rinna like personally like that. Although you know who Lisa Rinna is, she's been around for forever. She pretty much lives this mindset of like, you got to hustle for your money and for your fame. But like, honestly, in a work ethic way that I actually appreciate with her. So it's interesting to know that there is a line for her. And it seems to be like we're croaching on the line, which is interesting because I actually didn't know there was a line. Yeah. If it's almost too far for Lisa Rinna, it is right. too far. Now, uh-huh. I, I do have to say, and this is just pure speculation. This is not fact. But when she says that she has not talked to Chris Jenner about it, I don't believe that for one second. Because Why would she all, lie? Because here's the thing. There are all these rumors that with the Kardashians leaving E, that the network is going to replace them with the Rinna Hamlin family, right? And that Chris Jenner could maybe become, like, come on. Again, this is all speculation as an executive producer of the new show. So you could look at this if you're a little cynical like I am as like this is an attempt at the crossover bridging the gap from the Kardashian world into the Rinna Hamlin cinematic universe. You know, all, all I have to say is uh, what our friend Laura said that was like, if you have things in common with a 19 year old, maybe you need to reconsider some things. <laughs> you know what? Laura's very wise. That's how I feel about a 37 year old Scott Disick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hardcore plus one that. <laughs> okay, so moving on. If you are holding your breath for a reboot of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, Devin Werkheiser has some unfortunate news for you. Werkheiser starred in the popular Nickelodeon series back in the early to mid-2000s, playing Ned Bigby, a middle schooler who created a guide to survive one of the most awkward periods of life. With other Nickelodeon shows like iCarly getting the official reboot treatment, fans begin to wonder if there was any hope for a Ned, Moe's, and Cookie reunion. Werkheiser, who now offers humorous tips on TikTok on how to survive adulthood, recently addressed the show's reboot status, and we'll let him break the news to you. Quick story time. For the last two years of my life, bringing the Ned's Declassified Adulthood Survival Guide reboot to life, it's been a huge goal of mine. Imagine Ned, Mose, and Cookie getting out of college, struggling through their 20s, bringing you tips on taxes, online dating, self-care, roommates, budgeting, all of it. I wanted it for you. I wanted it for me. And I thought it would be amazing to make a self-help sitcom for a generation that could use a friend. Cookie and Mose were on board. The original creator and producer, Scott and Michelle Fellows, were on board. But... We don't own the rights to Ned's Declassified. So we pitched it to Nickelodeon and Awesomeness TV, who do own the rights to it, and they passed on it, and they won't let us take it to sell it somewhere else. So for now, the reboot's dead, and um, I'm really sad. Okay, so, I mean, as a kid who watched a lot of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, I loved the show. I can see how the format would translate to an adult version. I don't know that the show has like stood the test of time where like people are demanding this. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like I can kind of understand why Nickelodeon would say like "Eh, of all our properties that we have that people feel super nostalgic about. This isn't probably one, two or three on the list, Um, but I would have been down. I will just say, Casey, 
Following the tradition of um, Hilary Duff calling out Disney when they ended up scrapping the Lizzie McGuire reboot, I am sort of into the trend of child stars who want their properties rebooted just calling out the networks when it doesn't happen. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, I have three things that I want to say. I don't know why I have three things to say about Meds to Classify. (laughs) One, I, I agree. I think this would actually be better if they just redid it as a middle schooler show, like just for present day. I think that'd be really interesting. Two, I really would like someone to teach me how to do taxes on my own. And three, <laughs> and three, God, do I hate when people will not let creators take creative content with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If they have a vision for it, why not give them the chance? And I'm right, sure and the they way passed they would on it. Right. They passed it. And I'm sure the way they would structure that deal, like Nickelodeon would still make some oh, money if they 100%. took it elsewhere. So like, why not? Come on. Mm. Okay, so moving on, we've got yet another edition of DM911 with our one and only Stephen LeConte. If you're unfamiliar with the segment, Stephen is very brave and keeps his DMs open (laughs) so he can dispense advice on all sorts of topics. Today, we're talking about a woman who doesn't want her husband to see another woman and a woman who broke up with friends but has to see them again. Okay, so Stephen, are you ready to give us loads of advice today? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So we're starting off with a marriage that's in a precarious situation. Our writer has been married to her husband for almost two years. About a year ago, the pair decided to open their marriage up and the husband started seeing another woman. But our writer discovered that her husband had actually been seeing this other woman before they opened their marriage. Our writer is no longer comfortable with her husband seeing this other woman. She's fine with her husband seeing other people, just not this particular person. Her husband explodes every time this point is brought up and says that if he decides to see other people again, he'll go back to her because she's his, quote, weakness. What should she do, Stephen? Because I have a lot of feelings. Oh, believe me, I have feelings, too. Um, So there are good reasons why people might open up their marriage And then there are bad reasons. A a good reason would be something like both partners are enthusiastic about the idea of seeing other people. A bad reason would be that you've already cheated on your partner and now you want to reverse engineer the huge betrayal you've committed into an open relationship so that you can feel less bad about it. You know, a lot of people in open relationships use the term ethical non-monogamy. And I think the ethical part of that is really important. Like, even if you're allowed to date other people, you still have to abide by a code of ethics with your partner. This includes telling the truth, having open communication, establishing boundaries and sticking to those boundaries. An open marriage is not a marriage without any rules. It's a marriage with different rules. And if one rule that you want to make is that your husband is not allowed to see the woman he once cheated on you with, you have every right to that rule and your husband must respect it, period. It's clear that your husband has really embraced the open part of your open marriage. What's less clear is if he understands the marriage part of the open marriage. And I have to admit here There's a lot in your DM that makes me think this might not be a marriage worth saving. Um, There's the fact that he cheated on you. The fact that he doesn't respect your very reasonable request to never see this woman again. Then there's the fact that you can't even say with 100% certainty that they're not still seeing each other right now. He says that he's not, but he's lied to you about this person before. 
You know, sometimes it can be worthwhile to try to rebuild trust in a relationship that's been broken. But I don't know how you can do that when your husband is openly and just flat out telling you that you can never trust him. Without trust, I don't think you have a marriage open, closed, or anywhere in between. 100%. You know, I actually have a lot of friends that are in open relationships, and the number one thing is communication. And because you have to set boundaries. So when you're saying like these rules, these rules in like a kinder way, I would say are boundaries. And he's disrespecting all of them. She set a boundary and he said no to it. And to have a successful open relationship, you can't just dive into it. You can't do that. There are books about it. There are therapists that will help you because we've been like made to believe this one way of just being with one person is like how everyone should be in society. So it is hard to break that mold in your mind of what the other, like you said, rules are for a different type of relationship. And if you're not following any of that, it's like you're going to run into trouble like this. Right. And I would also just flag that, you know, and like I totally accept that many people love their open relationships and I think it's a totally healthy route if you're game for it. But an open relationship or an open marriage at its best is something that you both do because you both really want it. What you don't want to ever have happen is that you enter into an open relationship um, to fix problems that exists in the relationship. It's not a band-aid solution. It's a it's an arrangement that people should enter into enthusiastically or not at all. And I also have major qualms with the fact that he entered into this open marriage not having disclosed the cheating. Like that absolutely should have been part of the conversation about what to do next in your marriage. The fact that there was also this huge betrayal that he never told you about. Yeah, Stephen, I want to say like I feel like I started talking about like open marriages, and that is all advice for people who want to be in open marriages and that aren't this couple, because for this couple directly, I don't think you should be together. I'm stating it. I know you don't always say it, but I'm saying it. <laughs> no, I'm basically saying it here too, because and we always talk about the fact that I always look for right. the path forward. Mm-hmm. But my problem with this DM, the reason I couldn't get there is because he's just telling her no. Like, I'm not going to listen to your boundaries. Like, I, he calls this woman his weakness, which is a whole other thing I didn't even really <laughs> get into, though I could. But yeah, no, like, there is no, he's not leaving room to negotiate. So why should you? At this point, you kind of know what you would need to know to move forward, which is that he is going to see this woman. All right. Well, we'll be right back to answer more questions and give out more advice. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.comslash 2022. For my small bookstore to thrive, I can't just sell books. So I created a radio ad at iHeartAdBuilder.com to tell everyone about our author events, our story hours for kids, and our amazing lattes. Now we're busier than ever. I'd call that a success story. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Being a real estate agent isn't about listing houses. It's about connecting to people. 
I need to find new buyers every day. So I promote my listings using radio commercials from iHeartAdBuilder.com. Now every time I have an open house, it's a full house. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Welcome back. We're talking with Stephen LaConte, who's dishing out some excellent advice. Next up, we have a writer who had a big falling out with some of their best friends seven years ago. They used to do everything together. But ever since our writer got together with her boyfriend, they've ghosted her when they make plans and they can't seem to make amends. Fast forward to now, and our writer's best friend is getting married, but the friend is very close with the group of girls that our writer had a falling out with. The friend has made all of them bridesmaids and has tried to bridge the gap between them, but nothing's worked. And our writer feels super uncomfortable about the whole thing. The friend was also the maid of honor at our writer's wedding. So what should she do? Well, you certainly don't have to be in the bridal party. So let's start there. You are a grown-ass adult. You can do whatever you want. That's kind of the best thing about being an adult. Maybe the only good thing about being an adult. You get to do what you want. And if you feel like being a bridesmaid would just be too stressful, too damaging to your mental health, you have every right to decline. And I'd hope your friend would understand that. But I do think there's a world in which you could manage to maybe be a bridesmaid here. You know, this person was your maid of honor at your own wedding. So I assume she is very important to you. And the reality is bridesmaids don't all have to be friends. Like Heck, they don't always even know each other. I personally have been in many wedding parties where I truly just like didn't interact with a couple of the other groomsmen or bridesmaids because I truly had no idea who the hell they were. They were like my friend's friend from college that I just never knew, or they were like their neighbor or their coworker. Bridesmaids and groomsmen do not all have to be like a close-knit, tight group of people. Um, They all have to mean something to the bride and groom. They don't have to mean anything to each other. And if it would mean a lot to your best friend to have you standing up there with her, maybe, and I'm just saying maybe, you can stomach a little discomfort in order to make that happen. Part of the reason why I'm saying that is that the falling out you've described with these friends, while very real, doesn't seem that deep. Nobody killed anyone. Nobody slept with someone else's boyfriend. Nobody stole, lied, cheated. What happened was you got a boyfriend and then drifted apart from a group of single women. That does happen sometimes, and the pain you feel about it is totally valid. I do not mean to minimize what you've been through, but I don't think it's a sort of rift that is like inherently insurmountable. I don't think you should resign yourself to just never being in the same room as these people again just because you're not friends anymore. And I also think you might be able to strike some sort of middle ground here. Like maybe you say yes to being a bridesmaid, but like make up an excuse for why you can't attend her bachelorette weekend or something. Will there be some real discomfort on your part on the wedding day? Yeah, probably. But sometimes being uncomfortable is okay. Sometimes that is just an acceptable outcome. Only you can decide if that's the case here, but I think maybe, just maybe it might be. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. It's okay to be uncomfortable if it's not like hurting you and you're doing it for a friend. And also it's just like, I feel like as long as you've got a plus one at this wedding, just hang out with that person. They're going to be your buddy and it's okay. And also I want to say, Stephen, when you said it's not like anyone 
killed someone. I was like, just that, and now they're out on parole to go right. to this wedding. <laughs> and now they're the bridesmaids. Like, what next wild time. scenario is this? I love it. <laughs> you know, it's just like you have to decide for yourself whether the discomfort would be the level of like it will actually be damaging to me versus like, oh, that's just going to be like a really awkward five hours. And if it's the five hours of awkwardness kind of discomfort, I think you should just suffer through. If it's the kind of thing where like the history of your rift goes so deep that you're going to have to like go into therapy over being around these people again, then I'm open to the idea that you just say no. But yeah, you know, sometimes we can be really avoidant of discomfort and oftentimes that's a proper response. And then there are times we have to keep ourselves in check and remind ourselves actually like in this case, it's okay that I'm going to be uncomfortable. And that might be one of, this might be one of those times. Well, as always, Stephen, thanks so much for solving everyone's problems. (laughs) I don't know if I do that, but (laughs) if I can help at all, I'm very happy. (laughs) Well, that's it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, in the words of Lisa Rinna, it is what it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bauza, Alan Haberchak, Julia Karen, Tanya Bustos, and Erica Nedini. Special thanks to Samantha Hennig and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. Underwear is the second, shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first. Made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too. All designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas. Comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, All good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. For my small bookstore to thrive, I can't just sell books. So I created a radio ad at iHeartAdBuilder.com to tell everyone about our author events, our story hours for kids, and our amazing lattes. Now we're busier than ever. I'd call that a success story. A custom radio ad from iHeart Ad Builder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com.